Welcome to a bonus episode of Serving Stories, a podcast by Serve the City. I'm your host, Ani Deal. In our last episode in Berlin, Germany, a story came up that we thought needed its own short episode. It is a story that relates not only to the theme of creativity in volunteering, which we explored in our Berlin episode, but also to the broken windows theory that we looked at in the previous episode in Chesapeake, Virginia. In case you don't remember what the broken windows theory was, here is Serve the City CEO and founder, Carlton Deal, to explain it to you. Yeah, interestingly, broken windows theory is a bit like Serve the City in its focus on small things. So in Serve the City, we like to see volunteering um, even as even as small, simple things that are that are positive, constructive, and, and helpful. We see a lot of value in that. Broken windows theory sees the negative effect of um, of small things going unnoticed or unrepaired or unattended to. So in the case of uh, literally windows that have been broken and go unrepaired or streets that are filled with litter um, eventually turn into places of crime. When people see that small things aren't cared for, then they things just get worse. So the idea in Brooklyn Windows Theory is to take responsibility and pay attention to the, the small things um, in order to see improvement. We saw this in action in Chesapeake, where a uh, significant reduction in crime followed attention that was paid to um, homes and, and neighborhoods where repairs were needed. Um, and actually, we, we have a similar story from Berlin. Yeah, that's a great story. I'm, I'm glad you remember that. William Wittenberg, one of the early members of the Serve the City Berlin core team, told us about it. So right on Alexanderplatz, which is right in the middle of Berlin... Um, uh, the the kind of the, one of the center squares. If you're in East German, Alexanderplatz is the main square, um, and right off of it is a big building uh, called Mimhartstrasse One. I think is the number, and it's this giant, um, I don't know, maybe twelve story uh, building that was built in the the, the GDR the East, in East, by East Germans. I remember the first time I visited Berlin in the summer of 1998 going around Alexanderplatz and seeing that building and thinking, that's it. That is the ugliest building I have ever seen. This building is so ugly. (laughs) How ugly is it? (laughs) It's okay. No. (laughs) Edit that out. The director of Serve the City Berlin, Christine Tum, remembers all the controversy that surrounded this building. And it used to be a very high-class apartment complex in the old days, but uh, it ran down and uh, it was really, really bad, always in the newspapers discussing whether they tear it down or not. And um, they they couldn't make a decision. So the story of it is, is the place is supposed to get torn down. Because it's prime real estate and it's ugly as sin. I mean, it's awful looking. The the problem is, is those, there's there's doctors uh, have their offices in there as well. So the during the day at least the doors at the bottom uh, aren't necessarily locked, so people can get in there real easy. And it's not like your typical Berlin building where it's just a staircase going up to different apartments on either side, you go up to a floor and then you have very long hallways and a lot of it's dark. And so basically it had just 
it was almost like a squat because it was spray painted everywhere, graffitied everywhere, street arted <laughs> all over the place. The bigger problem with the building, though, was not merely that it was ugly. But also there had been a lot of illegal activity that had been going on in there, the you know, prostitution. Uh, you would find all kinds of, you know, the little... Uh, uh, aluminum foil squares that people use for uh, heroin and splitsin and uh, uh, needles and just all these traces of drug use of of stuff and uh, you know bodily fluids and you know um, it's, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. Security had to come because there was prostitution and uh, drug dealing in the hallways and it was not secure to live there, not safe, not a safe place. So the police were coming in there and, and, it, and you can imagine living there. And the people that were living there were living there because they could get good cheap rent living right in the middle of the city. <laughs> um, but it was a funky place. At the time, in 2011, Christine and William and a small team had just founded Serve the City Berlin, and they heard about a new initiative starting in the ugly building on the Alexanderplatz. And we'd started to serve the city, and a dear friend, um, Enos, basically had gotten hired there to start a community sort of project for the residents of the place. So, you know, mediator between the neighbors, and so the atmosphere could change. So they hired her to create a, this, you know, kind of community center to bring the community together. How, what can we, how can we as people who live here come together to improve the situation? The space Ines had been given to use as her community center in the building was a room with a rather shadowy past. Well, between the the ground floor and the the... Esta Oge is, is this other floor um, where the pipes are all running through and stuff like that, and the ceiling is a lot lower, um, and so it's not really usable for apartments. Um, but that's where she had her office, and they had like a playroom um, and other things. But yeah, she was introducing it to us. Uh, this was that was the room where when they built it, the Stasi basically had uh, all the telephone. Uh, uh, telephones running through that room where they could listen into any phone. I think they had all the rooms and the whole thing wired up as well that they could spy on, on anybody. The Stasi, you may remember, were the East German secret police. This was their listening station. Inez used this former spy center as a place where she could have community programs for the residents. And this mediator, she tried but and and to some extent she could help, but then uh, all the hallways were really ugly. Like there was a lot you don't want to know on the walls. <laughs> it was really ugly. And uh, what she was thinking is like they don't want to invest anything because it's still not uh, sure if they want to tear it down or not. But we need to bring some beauty in this. And so she found Serve the City and asked us to help. The new Serve the City team agreed that they could help bring some beauty in a very simple and practical way, although it didn't seem like such a small project could have much impact. Basically, all we really did was went in and put a fresh coat of paint. Um, and we started on one, one hallway that I think was one of the worst. And it's just, you know, you get enough people together who have, <laughs> you know, who have half a brain, you know, know what they're doing. It's not that hard to lay down stuff on the floor, cover up the... The, the light switches and the windows and then throw up some paint real quick. And so the first time I still remember 
till now um, we came in and with the neighbors and they actually asked us why are you doing this are you getting any money and we're like no for free and they're like really that's really changing my worldview why would you do that so you know my kids at the time were um, gosh probably seven and nine when we started there and uh, you know they had a blast I think they got more paint on themselves than they did on the walls but they had fun and we all had a good time and the residents came out and would start helping us and all and it was just one hallway that we did we cleaned the walls and we started in the, in the worst floor it was the the eighth floor and we painted it white and then the security came by and asked me or actually said well it's really nice what you're doing uh, but to be honest tomorrow this will look really bad again so there's no need to do this and I looked at him and said yeah that might be true but if if you don't do this you never know if you if you're not dared to risk it and to do it you don't know the ending you don't know the result and he kind of nodded and he said yes <laughs> and I had no idea how it would end Uh, but when we came back the next time, uh, Enos was so proud of, of it, and she came and took us and showed us the difference that it made because we had painted this entire thing, and it was like a month later, and it had not been sprayed or messed with at all. So up till now, nothing happened. So it all stayed clean. The success of that first project encouraged Inez and the Serve the City team to keep on making beautiful a building that was slated for demolition. So we ended up doing another floor and another floor, and then we had a serve the city festival sort of thing, and we had you know two days of people from all over Europe coming and painting the thing, you know. Carlton Deal, serve the city founder, also had the opportunity to be one of the visiting volunteers who participated in this project. He told us a little about his experience. I was invited by Christina to come to Berlin to be part of the Serve the City Festival, and I had heard a lot from Christina and from William about this famous building in Alexanderplatz, and uh, I really wanted to be a part of the project there. I, of course, really loved the idea of, of um, investing in, in a building like that and, and trying to see hope and redemption and, and transformation. Carlton recounted a story that occurred in the middle of that project a connection between small actions that were occurring all over Germany. So we were painting on the eighth floor. I was painting with a small team, um, and one of them was the um, director of Serve the City in Bremen, another town in Germany, and he'd come, traveled four or five hours to also be a part of this festival um, in Berlin. And uh, we'd spent the whole day painting, we're just cleaning up, and he ended up in a conversation with an older lady um, who had lived there even since the 80s. So she'd been there um, when it was a, a communist facility. Um, she had uh, seen the, the building go downhill and just, just you know, as, as a person of faith um, and prayer, just hoped that the building would, would turn around and that for the residents there that life would improve. And, and so she's been a significant part of the transformation. So my friend Jens and this lady, they had quite the conversation. And uh, Jens then happened to mention that he was uh, from Bremen and he was a pastor in Bremen. And her eyes lit up and she said, wait. 
Brayman, do you know? And and this lady mentioned uh, mentioned a lady, another lady's name, who turned out to be her daughter. So and uh, Jens knows her daughter because her daughter had been on the Serve the City team in Bremen, and in fact, um, had mentioned many times her mother's prayer for this building in in Berlin. So for Jens, it was just an amazing connection that he'd come all this way to Berlin and then to meet the mother of a lady that was on his team in Bremen. Over the next few years, teams from Serve the City Berlin persevered with making changes bit by bit. And so we came uh, with many, many volunteers. And so we did the other floors. They're really nice and wide. So we started to plant plants. Um, we started with a children's room to make it really nice. Um, the owner, they start to pay more attention who they invite as neighbors. And it's cool once you get up to the top, you have the most beautiful views of Alexanderplatz in the city. It's, you you kind of tell why someone would want to live there. Um, anyway, uh, on the outside, it's still a pretty ugly building. Uh, that was the joke once we got done painting all the uh, hallways. It's now we got to start on the outside. It turns out that it was worth painting a building that everyone just wanted to destroy because of the impact it had on the people who lived there. Not only did it make their living space brighter and cleaner, it also changed the atmosphere they lived in and even made it a safer place to be. And instead of neighbors hiding from one another, they were working together with the volunteers to make this transformation. And actually, uh, one one of the, the people who live there, uh, live in an apartment, uh, she told me that when we started to come in this building and started to paint, a new spirit moved into the building. So that up till now, a couple of years later, they don't need any security anymore. And it's one of those things, it's like a lot of the things that we do, uh, you know, the more you think about it, you do have little struggles, you know, is it worth it to paint, you know, spend the, the money on the paint and all the effort to paint this thing? It's just going to get torn down, you know? Um, so there are little struggles with that, but at the same point, um, it obviously made a huge difference for the people who live there uh, because they were coming out and helping us with it, and they were proud of it. After five years of investment, residents and volunteers celebrated the transformation that had come to the ugly building on the Alexanderplatz. Officially, we finished this project, and then at the end, the owner, it's a, it's a company, they decided to make a festival at the end, and so in the inner yard, we did a festival, we had a stage, we had a, a music playing, we invited some of our, our refugee friends to come, uh, so we had food. And you just had a good feeling of, you know, there's something about just accomplishing something and doing something and, and all, that was really good. We ended up celebrating, I think, our five-year anniversary or something like that for Serve the City there. Had a big party. My band, one of my bands played. It was fun. And then the people who lived there, um, you know, the kids, we didn't know that the kids organized a sponsor run up and down the stairs and they got money for Serve the City. It was like not, it's not about money, like much money, but it was just the, the love of the kids that they're like, oh, we love to live there now and we want to say thank you. The atmosphere had changed not only in ways that the kids who lived there could feel, it also impacted those who were just visiting the festival. 
And so the, the company who um, set up the whole stage and the sound system came to me later and said, we have many events, running events, but we never experienced an atmosphere like this with people coming from together in such a peaceful way from different backgrounds. So that spoke very highly to them, to their hearts. If the goal of serving is neighborhood transformation, then this story of the ugly East German apartment building shows that many people doing small things together can make an amazing difference. For me, that's a story that beauty and bringing beauty to a, to a, a complex really can change an atmosphere. Uh, it's transformation, yeah. Thanks for joining us today for this bonus episode of Serving Stories. I have been your host, Ani Deal. And thank you also to Christine Altum and William Wittenberg of Serve the City Berlin, who shared this lovely story with us. Keep on serving and sharing your stories.